from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. Two dudes on a backlog. My man, R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey. We got something to say, but nobody asked. R.L., break it down for us. I know you have a quite specific question about MTV, music television, or that's how it used to be called. What do you got for me? Well, first off, for those who are unaware, on May 9th, 2023, MTV News signed off after 36 years. Apparently, the original host came back to do one final segment, and he is in his now 77. They digitally de-aged him. He said later we'll catch up with Grammy, Grammy winner Alanis Morissette, fresh off her jagged little pill tour, and ended the show with their, their tagline, MTV News, you hear, hear it here first. And that was the final segment. Now, my question as a music connoisseur, a maestro behind the keyboards, he is the man behind the keyboards, Harvey, where did MTV lose its way? Quick brief history. MTV started in 1981 based out of uh, a TV station in New Jersey. Originally, when it came out with the iconic, you know, launch of MTV and the music, and if you want to see how it was or get a taste of what it was in 1981, you can go to YouTube and type in launch of MTV. Um, It was a channel that was groundbreaking, and it started playing music videos because that's all that they had. And the answer to your question, RL, is MTV lost its way. It was known as MTV, music music television. And MTV lost its way, believe it or not, because of music. But you weren't expecting that swerve, were you, Mr. Sutton? Music is something that... Go ahead. So you're basically, you're saying that because it only dedicated itself to one piece of content that yes and no because nowadays you have things that are dedicated to one particular piece of content like you mentioned like the golf channel it's dedicated to one sport um wwe has their own pay-per-view channel you have espn which is dedicated to sports it's that music has always been something that people have listened to while they're doing other activities, while you're driving, while you're cooking. Before everything you did was on your cell phone, you would listen to it on a radio, and then later a Walkman, then a CD, I forgot what it was, a CD Discman, so on, and and then the iPod, and now your cell phone. MTV started off playing music videos. 
And for the first 15 to 20 years, it worked for them. Then it got to a point where MTV was still doing content related around music. They would do shows specifically related to like acts or shows related to music and the audience, believe it or not, weren't really watching it. So then MTV did something that to this day we're haunted by, which is they created, they didn't really create, I would say they refined what we know now as reality television. They launched a reality TV show called The Real World in 1992. The show was so groundbreaking, you can watch it today in 2023, and it still holds up. It's great drama. It's great television. You know, who knew? And to this day, it was so groundbreaking that, you know, social media and the way entertainment works now with YouTube and TikTok and Instagram is based off of that one reality TV show. The first reality TV show is actually a reality TV documentary that was done by PBS in like the late 70s where they were following a family. I don't know if that's where MTV got the idea, but they basically literally did, like they say in the opening promo of The Real World, took a bunch of strangers, stuck them in an apartment, and recorded them and let reality happen. So beyond the... That... Oh. But, uh-huh. So beyond giving us the curse of the reality shows, do you feel like it it should have like maybe they should have made some deals to hey let's premiere these songs on here to get give re, that must see TV like give give us something that we can draw viewers in and at the same time we can make we can advertise to them and promote your material. So do you think the business well, that's the only way MTV was making money was through the commercials because they weren't making any, you know, the record companies didn't care about MTV. You know, there was, you know, tons of industry before it where they were making money off of people buying music or going to see these artists do shows. So MTV made no mute, made no money playing videos. They would get it off the advertising. So then they would have to come up with shows where people would watch, they would have ratings. You know, it's the, that basic formula of, running a TV sh channel, like, you know, your main channels of ABC, CBS, NBC, and then later Fox. They did take off with their music programming, but when they launched The Real World, their, really, their ratings really took off. And it happened at the same time where people weren't watching as much, believe it or not, musical content on MTV. So The Real World took off like gangbusters, and then they started putting out more shows like Road Rules and slowly all these other shows that just got slowly more popular than the shows that were based around music. Funny thing, um, me and the Mrs. RL were watching MTV back in the the late '90s, and they were do they're one of the first channels that did that kind of ghost hunter concept. Like they had some pe yeah. people, yeah, um, people going around exploring an old prison, and that's that idea is what prompted my first screenplay is like, so what if you had a haunting and it led to, it was a Hollywood level haunting and it was one of these people. Saying, but more back to MTV. Do you feel like it was a flawed business model? Because I feel like they should have just ran it like a radio station you know, and just took that approach, but with, with television and everything. 
Well, well, they did at the beginning. That's what your VJs were. They were video jockeys instead of DJs as disc jockeys. They were video jockeys. And the original VJs that launched the, the channel were DJs that came from radio. And then a lot of prominent VJs came from radio. Like, you know, to this day, the one that most people remember because he was, I don't know if necessarily the biggest, but... The most popular and the most popular at the time when MTV was at his peak is Carson Daly. He came from, uh, you know, one of the, the most popular uh, rock alternative station in L.A. called K-Rock. So they, I would say the first 10 years, they ran it pretty much like radio on television. And they would just introduce videos and they would slowly start making programming and they, mini documentaries on artists and stuff like that. That did happen. But MTV being the tastemaker that it turned into for a good part of 20 years, where, every, like you said, that, that show that you and, and Mrs. RL were watching, that as well as any, everything from how you have these YouTubers from Jackass to, you know, Teen Mom to... A lot of these YouTubers, how they run their shows, all come from MTV. MTV, MTV was is where you saw these ideas happen first. Everything reality, everything uh, fashion forward show, you know, because MTV didn't started doing shows based on fashion, like the one that Cindy Crawford hosted. There was MTV Sports. There was. Um, the Team Mom episodes. There was Room Raiders. There was Total Request Live, hosted by Carson Daly, which basically was a countdown show that you would hear at least nightly on your local station or, you know, the most famous countdown disc jackie. His name was Casey Carey. Some with American Top 40, you'd hear that every Saturday or Sunday, depending where you lived, where he would count down the top 40 most popular songs that week. So MTV... Did was run like a radio station, but with the launch of the real world and some of these other shows, believe it or not, people, as much as nowadays people will complain, especially people our age and older, oh, MTV was better when they played videos, the ratings don't show it. The ratings show that more and more these shows got more popular that were had nothing to do with music. Not necessarily reality-based, but they were just shows of different varieties of different subjects started just getting more popular. And then what a lot of people call the golden age of MTV are the shows where it had nothing to do with music, where it was TRL and Teen Mom and Jackass and Viva La Bam and um, uh, the Osbournes. And, oh, there were so many different shows got spawned from MTV. So MTV, in a sense that they became the purveyors of what is cool, but the reason they're so out of touch now is they lost their way. So do you, you know, do uh, you feel like the original version of MTV, they all about music and broadening their horizons and introducing people to new sounds was ever something that could have worked for the, for the channel? Or do you think that it was kind of almost a doomed channel model to begin with? Like it was, it just never had legs. I think, I think 
what happened to MTV ultimately was going to happen, where they would have had to make some sort of pivot because, you know, you know this, advertised dollars is what makes the world go round. And if those advertised dollars aren't coming in, at some point the channel is going to have to shut down. And just like with the radio, if there's a video that you like, what do you do? You let it play. If a video comes on that you don't like or an artist or a song you're sick and tired of seeing, what do you do? You change the channel. And it's all about keeping people on that channel. So at some point, you would have had to do so something. So could they have specialized themselves each day or week or something like that where we go after this one genre of music? You know, we feature country this week and then we feature hip hop that week and then kind of along that method it did it did work for a while before i would i wouldn't even say before i would say alongside with um the first uh reality tv show with road uh with uh uh oh yeah, God, I, I just said it um the real world the real world um you had shows that did become very popular and they they were they were huge within those genres like you had yo mtv mm -hmm. raps which became the top thing in hip hop. You had Headbangers Ball, which was all about heavy metal. On Sunday nights, you had 120 minutes, which was about alternative music. When the the term alternative now it's like its mm -hmm. own genre, and it basically kind of means like it's like rock music, but it has its own distinctive style. No, at the time it was called alternative music because it literally was alternative to everything that was out there. It was alternative to rap. It was alternative to the current pop music. So you had these specific shows that were for specific audiences and they did work and they did last for a good while. But technology being that what it is and what slowly killed MTV was the emergence of Napster and then later the iPod and people being able to curate their own music the way they want and people just got it music just became a thing where they just preferred to listen to it in their earbuds or in their headphones and not so much watch these videos. I suppose what got me thinking is like cinemas again, though that's a different kind of a different little thing. Like cinemas are almost yes, they play movies, but you you might have six to twelve to twenty-four screens and each one of those screens is going to have something separate so they can they can match everybody's taste but a channel that specializes in music just seems like it may have been just a doom from the beginning like there was nowhere for them to go other than to go into the reality tv which kind of took the what which is away from what they started out as it's sound i always thought it was like a place to showcase new new music i I didn't have cable when MTV was first born and around that time. So I was always under the impression like, oh, this is if you want to find out what the newest song is, that's where you go. And it was just a like MTV is going to kill, kill, kill the radio. And quite literally, it seems like the radio is still existing in some form or fashion. But MTV is about any day we'll hear the final curtain call and they just shut the channel down altogether. And you and you are right that it it was a tastemaker. I mean, it launched the careers of Michael Jackson and Madonna and Prince and Duran Duran and 
so many artists that you normally maybe wouldn't have been exposed to. You have um, Beavis and Butthead, which is one of the most seminal TV shows on that channel, which was, you know, a cartoon of these two donor kids that lived in some small podunk town in Texas watching music videos. I watched and their most get, recent total shitheads. And just, yeah, those just them watching these videos, they launched the careers of so many like rock and, and heavy metal and alternative bands. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Them making fun of videos. They, they made artists. You know, Rob Zombie's one of them. Rob Zombie's career started with Beavis and Butthead really? watching his video, you know, on their show. So the thing with with music, like, yes, sadly, you have someone like me where I would watch on a Saturday night, you know, young Harvey with no 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 chance of getting a date, no car, no money, so yep, stuck at home. I would watch Yo MTV raps. And then when it ended like at 10 o'clock at night, then I would watch, you know, Headbangers Ball till one o'clock in the morning. You know. But I, I was I was the outlier. I there was there the bitch there was tons of kids like me, but not enough. There's probably a bunch of kids that watch Yo MTV raps, and when it ended, they'd go do something else or play video games. And then there were probably kids that couldn't wait till Yo MTV Raps was done so they could watch their favorite heavy metal, every heavy metal videos. So for every, you know, music geek like me, you know, the masses, they, they, they like what they like. And MTV, like any other radio station that plays the most popular top 40 hits, they're going to play them. But, you know, you can't be everything to everyone. That's why it doesn't matter what type of business you have. You, if you have a restaurant, you're always going to focus on one style of cuisine, correct? If you have a car dealership, you're not going to have 10 different brands. You're, you, you may have 10 different dealerships, and then on those 10 different dealerships, it focuses on one brand, Ford, Chevy, Honda, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, people hyper-specialize for a reason, especially with their marketing. And so, yes, MTV, I would say, was ultimately doomed if it wouldn't have been the reality TV slash documentary because they did, they were very groundbreaking, like the, the channel Vice, you know, that whole channel is based on, you know, a lot, there are many documentaries they would put on MTV all the time, you know, there, it's even, it's even edited the same. So... Um, that's funny because vice is in bankruptcy. Yeah. So, but you know, for, for MTV for what, what it was, was, was very groundbreaking, but then now in the current state, here's the thing with the MTV, the news with the MTV thing, they had stopped putting on MTV news because nobody was really watching MTV for news anymore. They brought it back just like they had tried. They had relaunched their biggest show, which was, you know, total request live TRL. And they just like Hollywood with many reboots, they relaunched these things and didn't do very well. So the, it's not like the the, the news actually kind of just fizzled away and got brought back. And yeah, they got some some news out of it, but you know now it goes back to just being about nothing. But I think that today what you have is today's it's there are things become an institution almost like 
people go to YouTube, but YouTube is simply a content provider, just like Amazon. If I want to learn something, I can do a quick Google search and there's somebody somewhere who's done a show or some episodes or something on it. And MTV being a specialty company is competing with so many. It's competing with the internet. If you want to hear your headbangers ball music, you're going to do a quick Google search and that band that you just got introduced to or that you're interested in has its own web page or has its own YouTube channel. So there's no no reason to go to this one one thing that kind of filters it. So it, it sounded like everything you're saying that MTV is essentially the blockbuster of television, like it had its heyday and now it's over. No, that's correct because when MTV made that pivot towards just shows because they really weren't all comedic you know teen mom was more drama it was like a soap opera more than anything else um uh the hills that was pretty much a drama that was basically a, a reality-based soap opera what happened was when they really went full hog into just shows and not even anything based on music and then they changed technically the name it no, no longer was mtv music television mm. they literally took the logo Iconic M with the TV, and then it said music television on the bottom. And all they did was chop off the part that said music television. Mm -hmm. The M was just smaller. That's all they did. So even that was very unimaginative. And when it really became a just about this current content, which is nothing, when they lost their ways, when they started just playing 24 hours of ridiculousness. And, ridic and I'm not talking about ridiculousness as... Uh, a verb. I'm talking about the show Ridiculousness, which was hosted by Rob Deerdeck, which was basically a, a sheer plagiarism of America's Funniest Videos. They would just take the most popular videos of skaters, you know, falling off their skateboards and hurting their, their you know, whatever stupid stunt they were doing, and they would just laugh on it and comment on it. And that show was basically the show that they, they based the whole channel around for 15 years, RL. 15 years. When MTV had its 40th anniversary, 4-0, they, did they at least give a, a, a documentary giving a brief history? You can keep it, you can make it 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be three hours long, 30 minutes. No. No, they didn't do anything music related. They played 24 hours of ridiculousness. Now, yes, MTV went that route with ridiculousness because it be, it turned into something that what people currently do now with whatever streaming service they're, they, they, they're, they're comfortable with, they'll get home, they'll plop down in front of the TV, they'll put on whatever TV show they've streamed a million and one times and just kind of let it run in the background and they'll be on their phone or on their tablet. And that's what people were doing with kind of ridiculousness where they would just turn it on and it was like comfort food, you know, in the, in the form of just a very low-level TV show that mm -hmm. was, you know this, very easy to produce, pretty much no production cost. They've always filmed it on the same, same set. You just got to mic the three hosts. And the videos were provided by the fans that would submit the videos. So they didn't even have a, 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 oh, wow. a, a research team to look for the videos. It would be submitted by the fans. So that's when MTV really lost its way when they 
it turned into the the Rob wow. Deerdick channel. That big guy, that guy became a billionaire off of MTV, and you know, him m- making so much money off of his um, is it Dream Factory? It was the TV show that he had before mm-hmm. um, Ridiculousness, and then he got ridiculously rich. You know, MTV made him a billionaire, and so now there look- no one. I don't know who watches MTV now. This is my question. Definitely no, nobody's young. Maybe one of the questions we ask people. Uh-huh. If you controlled MTV, is there any idea that you had that you feel would have, beyond becoming the reality television network before it, is there a point in time that you're like, I would have loved to been calling the shots and this is what I would have done? Or do you feel like, MTV was almost from the day it rolled rolled tape in Jersey to now, it was always on this course that it would become not relevant. It had like it had an expiration date. Yes. No, I think everything has a everything has it could have been saved. If somehow they would have been able to integrate what MTV is into cyberspace into what is like YouTube or TikTok because basically YouTube and TikTok and what was Facebook, what was MySpace, what what is um some of these other apps and and social media Twitter they they were the purveyor of that. They they created that. It it was born from MTV. If they could have found a way to integrate that then may, possibly Somehow, if they could have kept it young and fresh and hip, obviously not with us. We're we're <laughs> we're boomers. No, but, generation you know, X. You, we're you, not boomers. You, you you keep. Yeah, it's true. We are Generation X. We're we're Generation X. Um, if they would have been able to find a way to keep the 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 pulse on the youth, if they could have grown with the times, and I don't know how you would. <sighs> you pair up with tiktok i i don't know but if there's so many things that still exist to this day that came from mtv there's a whole style of editing that can't that's still done now yeah cinema that Mm. was born on mtv it's still done today you watch john wick the way that movie is edited that was born from mtv that style of 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 editing didn't exist before MTV. So what you're saying is they would have had to do, they would have had to do what even they would have had to basically been the people who created YouTube as a evolved into almost a YouTube platform the way Blockbuster should have become Netflix to survive. It couldn't have the way yes exactly the way the way Blockbuster should have integrated with Netflix. The only thing I could think of, and it's not really entertainment, but it's the only thing that a lot of people could be like, oh, okay. The way Nike, the shoe, the, it's not the shoe, but the, the, the major label Nike Let's see, I think that's... is still relevant with youth today. Yes, a lot of people still buy Air Jordans, but they also buy... You know, LeBron James shoes and, you know, all these all these uh, um, athletes that are on the Jordan brand or the, the Nike brand. Nike's always found a way to 
stay fresh within the youth culture. MTV would have had to find a, the way Nike has done that with fashion and footwear. MTV should have had to find a way to do that. Like I said, either pairing with YouTube, pairing with these apps, or even being the ones exposing some of these apps. I I, I don't know. I think that it. Me and a colleague were talking about um, National Football League in regards that the one thing that they do is they don't reinvent themselves they re constantly rejuvenating their content so this great art this great player is great today he's the goat today but five years from now there's a, a new goat yeah you know what i mean there's yeah. a new great quarterback and i think that mtv where they faltered is when they became they should have been and this is just my opinion as an outsider they should have been the place that why they had that ability the place that the the um record labels were bringing them content to put out there and then they could have sold the commercials just the same but look we're premiering let us premiere your new band let us premiere your new group let us be that delivery platform to the world of your content and it sounds like they were just good with playing playing um playing videos, music videos that they, no one ever thought about. No, that. no, no. What you're saying did happen. What you just oh, described did. Okay. did happen definitely later in the, in, you know, that's why you would have your biggest acts like Mariah Carey and Eminem going through total request live. They even dedicated a whole total request live to Eminem. He was that huge. Um, that did happen where artists would launch their, you know, the Backstreet Boys launched their Millennium album in 1999 right there on, on Total Request Live. And it became the hugest selling album, you know, that year just for that one appearance. So, yes, that did happen. MTV somehow needed to. A lot of the stuff that's like I said, you could take all of this stuff that they created or came from MTV and now it's spread amongst. Like I told you, TikTok and YouTube and here and there, they needed to find a way to continue to do that. Yeah, it just sounds like that. But on their terms. They needed to, not necessarily them develop TikTok, but like I said, pair up with TikTok. The same way the record companies at some point were like, well, damn, this MTV thing is huge. And let's send mm -hmm. this up and coming artist, R.L. Sutton, to Total Request Live so Carson Daly can me off the interview building. him and he'll, he'll get a bunch of, <laughs> Follows, yeah, exactly. MTV needed to find a way to continue doing their documentaries and not have a channel like Vice base it around this one style that they did. Um, you have Jackass, and then later uh, Wild Boys and Viva La Bam, and now you got like the Paul Brothers and other idiots on YouTube or just full-time YouTubers. That's all they do is idiotic stuff. Um, you have these, my MTV, my real life, and I'm a teenage mom. And now you have YouTubers that do basically content like that. They, instead of it kind of being splintering and people doing it for themselves, somehow MTV needed to find a way to them continue to do that. Now, my question to you, if you were 
the owner of MTV, how would, how would, how would you have done that? You think, how would you have, you know, continued being the, the tastemaker or like you or, or is it like the, 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 the Roman civilization, it just got too big. And at some point it's, it's just going to crash. I think that you would have had to establish that presence early on. And it doesn't sound like they had the ability to, to, that you had to, like they started out one way and I think you had, I think it was a case where you had to go into it with this idea that we're going to be this debut platform. We're talking about way and almost at the beginning of the channel. And I think at the same time, I think that there's a lot, it's, there's certain things that just, that just have a life cycle that these things today, today, the channel's out of gas. There's why would why am I going to go there when I can do a quickie, quick YouTube and find five, six, ten, twenty guys or girls who all can tell me everything I want to know about this musician? And even recently, I discovered from one of my coworkers a whole new, a whole new a band that I never heard of who out of Europe. And so you, your exposure is there. And when I looked them up on on uh, YouTube, boom, there's a whole channel dedicated to them. I can hear concerts and any, everything else. So y- television in general, though, I think it's COVID's going to have it around for another 20 years, but the, these channels dedicated to just one, one thing, just music or just this and that, those times are kind of gone and the content creators can bypass them. Why am I going to give you an exclusive MTV when I can do it myself and get all the clicks and, handle that on my own one thing i will say you you could you could see the the drop off even in the quality of their reality tv shows you could see when the the money grubbing or when these corporations become multi big you know corporations where you had shareholders and all that you could see it when then they just started releasing another season of the Jersey Shore, and then another season of the Jersey Shore, and then another season of this show, and another season of this show. Like they weren't even trying to put out new stuff. Yeah, it was just like another season, another season, another season of something that maybe shouldn't have been got, gotten past two seasons, and now you got six and seven seasons of it. It's it's become that stuff becomes cheap to make, and you know the sponsors are there. Yeah. One, they want the return on investment. They want the return on investment, and MTV obviously fell to that. I think that that's not what ended up killing it. I just think it is it is a um, almost like a a relic of an age. It's a marker, and it would be almost kind to let it go and just. So these channels that are dedicated to one thing like that is is just not it's not there. History Channel is just a almost a joke it they specialize in the the men who built or the foods that built or this that built or they'll roll out a, a president that they want to celebrate but mostly aliens and ghost hunter channel practically because no one takes them serious it's like how much real history do you get oh well that's what people like it's more than anything nowadays the consumer can curate whatever they want to watch and if you're one of these people that you have all the you know uh streaming services 
you can watch everything. Or if you're like you and me and the rest of us, you might you're gonna have maybe three. Most likely everybody has two, but you might have three and you're just gonna stay there and watch what you can watch from that because you're you know, if you had all the streaming channels, you're paying more than you ever did when you had cable. So yes, like you said, people can curate. They don't even have to turn on and the TV. You can watch it from their phone. Yeah, from and YouTube. here's the thing. I don't they don't even have to watch channels, I don't, you know. You know, if you if you really want to see that that thing in the background, which is usually like I might throw an ancient alien marathon on, and I don't have cable, I can go to Amazon and boom, it's right there. You know, or I can go to you or a, um Netflix and they they had it for a while. You can you can get that whenever you want it, wherever you want it. You don't have to have cable. And I just think MTV, the reality of it is they it was there was a clock on that channel from the from the day it rolled in jersey till to now and i i just so yeah my question to you mr sutton does live television have an expiration date like mtv outside of sports i can't think of anything else outside of sports where you have to kind of watch it in the moment um, does television have an expiration date? Because the 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 public in general binge watch their shows. They have no patience, zero patience. They'll just you know if they find a, for example, I have never seen The Office. Believe it or not, the off the Office came and went, but I could go on Netflix. And watch all, whatever, 12, 13 seasons. People get used to, you know, when you discover a show like that. But then if it's, say, like, we'll use Cobra Kai as an example. Because it's supposed to come out this fall. But now with the writers, you know, strike, everything's up in the air. That's the last um, episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If um, Cobra Kai, you got to wait, you know, some, somebody would rather, and I've had coworkers like this. They would rather wait till that new season starts in this fall, right? Fall of 2023, it, to then begin watching. So that way they could go from season one all the way to the last season or the most current one in one binge watch. You know, they may watch it in a week. I remember seasons there are, you know, it'll take them days to weeks, maybe months. Um, people are so, you know, um, What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Spoiled with the, how they can consume television shows and movies. Is is television per se so doomed? I think they'll we'll always have, like you said, the main channels. But in news and and in the morning, your morning shows like the Today Show and stuff like that. But our TV shows by obligation going to have to all be streamed. So you know, if you want to watch this show, you go to this I know, was provider. associated with a working for a client associated. And what they were do, and most people don't realize it's just a little bit of education behind the curtains of television. You do have your ABC, you have your local affiliates, but sometimes you would have multiple channels owned by a com another company that you never knew existed. And they might have it through different regions of the country. So you might have this this company A over here and they own ABC and 
CBS and an NBC, all in these different markets. So this one client, what they were doing is they were starting to specialize in, because they had some, some channels in a certain area, live shows or shows that are specialized for that region of the country. So they're, they're, or they're carrying games that may not be in the major networks carry, but your local sports teams. So companies are reacting and trying to come up with original content and then maybe spread that content out within their company. And hopefully, I think the idea is maybe. But like I said, that's, no, that's sports-based. Sports, yes, you kind of. It was also culture-based. But what about outside of sports, what are they? What, oh, it was culture-based, like stuff, stuff for that particular for market? State, like something that might interest people that featuring restaurants or featuring kind of news related, but something that you might have an interest in if you lived in mm-hmm. Nevada or if you lived into the Carolinas, something that you might be like, Hey, that's kind of cool. I want to go see that place. It's featured there. But to the bigger question, yes, news and sports, but regional content is something companies are trying with. And I say trying because we don't know how successful it's going to be. But in the big picture, eventually, these massive television networks, it may just be if you want to watch something on history, you're going to get the history app and you're going to pull up and you're going to stream it. And live is really going to be down to a few things because they they are trying to fill in those holes because that that's all they got. It's either that or they give up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, obviously, with people's viewing habits you know they people i want what i want and i want it now you know eh. the i wouldn't even say the american public the worldwide viewing public are are spoiled children when it comes to entertainment whatever they want be it music television or movies it's you know uh a touch away on a with a on a glass screen at the same time you you know it's I do believe that the 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 best material has a moment in the sun. It doesn't always, you know, that moment has a shelf life. You can't you can't name one musician who still has never had a dip in their in their um, their stardom, you know, or act or anybody. So I think that everything has, you know, there's eventually someone could potentially replace place these things and it's just technology allows you to heck there's a i've seen apps where they're trying to get it as you say you're driving along say you drive cross country this little app pops up and suddenly reads all these little facts about the area of the country you're visiting one last question for you like i mentioned previously about mtv being such a area where so many great ideas and shows and styles of documentaries and editing came from do you ever see anything like that happening again because it seems like we're in the age now of just copying what was here before because the shareholders I think want that we are to, a return on investment will there be another golden edge of creativity from one area i'm not even asking i'm not even saying will there be another mtv will there just be something that will be groundbreaking because it seems like right now yes. there's such a lull in entertainment in general. It's going to be your 
your rebels on platforms like YouTube and who build a following and maybe spin off into their own thing, or it's going to be the delivery platforms that we have. You're going to have, I believe, I just heard, I believe it's called, they're called on generation alphas. These young kids that grew up with all this technology that are going to be coming through it and go, Ooh, that's cool. And I think you're, we're seeing the rise of the social media stars. We've mentioned several of them, but I think that they're in, you're eventually one of these guys like is going to be that almost the tastemaker of maybe generation X that that guy there is going to have a lot of pull with a lot of these other places. They're going to be the new celebrities that, and we're already seeing it. I'm hearing about, heard about YouTubers who kind of get together and have a big get together at a place out. Maybe they go to Las Vegas and these people come out to see him that they're, they're the featured celebrities at these cons sometimes. And eventually now, yes, they'll rise and they'll fall. Is there something going to be replace YouTube? It's hard to say. No one's able to do it. No one's able to get people to pivot away. I don't even th- though people make the joke. I don't think, um, Facebook's going to fail completely. I think it may still be relevant, but I think your new creator is going to come out of there. And eventually it's going to be a younger audience, somebody who's, you know, spent his childhood, summers, whatever, riding to school on the bus, if you will, watching these channels going, I can do that. Maybe one of those guys come in. Also, up and coming podcasters like Two Dudes on a Back Lot, make sure to follow and subscribe. Tell all your friends we're on the up and up. And that way you too can say, I was listening to those guys before they blew up. You're just like a Johnny come lately. So make sure to subscribe. Two dudes on a back lot. And all the I'm RL Sutton. I'm Harvey. Look at them yo-yos. Have a good That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and you just free. Now that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again, same backlot time, same backlot channel.